Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow dietitian. I'm a coach to my fellow female colleagues all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that focus on sales. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Emily Kyle, an award-winning nationally recognized media dietitian, nutrition spokesperson, speaker, two-time published author, and certified holistic cannabis practitioner. Emily Kyle Nutrition is a nutrition communications and cannabis consulting company located in Rochester, New York, serving clients virtually around the country. Emily Kyle Nutrition also includes a private practice specializing in cannabis counseling, food sensitivities, and medical nutrition therapy for autoimmune and inflammatory conditions. Emily writes her own nutrition and cannabis blog, sharing evidence-based cannabis resources, nutrition articles, nutrition recipes, as well as her love for backyard gardening and modern homesteading inside. Her first cookbook, The 30-Minute Thyroid Cookbook, 125 Healing Recipes for Hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, was released in December 2018. And her second cookbook, The Hashimoto's AIP Cookbook, Easy Recipes for Thyroid Healing on the Paleo Autoimmune Protocol, was released August 2019. You can find her on Instagram at Emily Kyle Nutrition and her website, emilykylenutrition.com. Thank you for joining today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Did I leave anything out in that oh intro? Oh gosh, I was like, that's too much, that's too long. <laughs> not, not too long. The only part we didn't capture is that you're also a mom too. That's true, I am. Yeah, a really, really important part about you, and it's also equally impressive because you've you so much as a mom. I know I have a lot of listeners that either are mom or they are aspiring moms, and so they like knowing what's possible um, oh, with children. Thank you. Thank you so much. Including myself. <laughs> aspiring mom. All right. <laughs> So it, I was hoping that you could talk to us a little for those who, who might know you or might not know you. Can you walk us through a little bit about your niche and the types of clients that you work with? Well, I can finally say confidently that I have a niche that I love and that I'm happy to be in. And that's a thousand percent thanks to you, Libby. Um, working together really has solidified my space in the cannabis niche, whether it be cannabis nutrition or just cannabis in general. So I've been doing this online business thing for about four years, and I really have bounced around from niche to niche. Um, and that's one thing I really want people to know is that it's totally okay, and your niche will probably change a few times. But once you like get the right one, it'll feel so right, and you'll know it's right. And so I, just should, I should thank you for getting me so comfortable in the cannabis niche. Well, I, I appreciate the kind words, and I, I love hearing your journey, and I know that Cannabis is a, an interesting new cutting edge topic. So I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about how your niche has evolved and how you came to what you do today. Absolutely. So when I very first started, I, I started as a mommy blogger because I had a brand new baby. He's actually the reason I got into blogging. Um, so I, I did that for a while and I was like, that's not me. And then I kind of really got into intuitive eating and mindful eating because it was just something I could really relate to at that point in my life. And I did that for about a year. And then I had a personal experience where I got sick. So I got really into autoimmune and inflammatory conditions. And then I don't know really how it happened 
but I think it's more of the um, social acceptance of cannabis that I felt comfortable enough to start exploring that. Um, I personally have been a cannabis user for the past 10 years, but it was never something that I thought would be socially acceptable to include in my work. But thankfully, as things are rapidly changing, the social stigma has gone away. Um, and I've really just been able to go full force into cannabis and using it to help people with autoimmune and inflammatory conditions or things like anxiety, pain, and inflammation to really help improve the quality of their lives. It's amazing and extremely cutting edge. Thank so you. How, how does it feel to be, you know, one of the first or only or, you know, few people, whether it's you know, as a dietitian or just as a holistic cannabis practitioner to represent what you do? Like, um, is that scary? Can you walk us through that? It's exciting. I feel like for a while in nutrition, I was getting bored. I kind of felt a little drowned out by the noise. A lot of us can probably relate to that and feeling like the competition is extremely high in that space. But it's something I always had a personal interest in and it never really occurred to me that I could combine both a personal and a professional passion, um, which is why it makes it so easy for me to talk about. And I feel like doing kind of the hard work in my business the last few years really gave me a platform to be able to do something like this. I can publicly talk about cannabis because I am my own boss. I'm not going to lose my job. There's a lot of circumstances that make, make this okay for me to do where a lot of people might not have that opportunity right now to talk about it so publicly. Yeah. And I guess the takeaway from that would be it takes a while. It can take a while to evolve. And you said you'd been working at this for years. And so you set yourself up to kind of really fully embrace this position as it's been a work in progress. Absolutely. A work in progress with A, it being new to everyone and yeah. being new to me, um, it will continue to evolve. But I think that is what entrepreneurship is. Maybe we get this idea that we're going to settle in one spot, but I don't know if we ever truly do. It's always a constant evolution. Yeah. And I would say the most successful uh, women and, and entrepreneurs are the ones that understand that and have a little <laughs> bit of flexibility with their approach. Yeah. As, as to how to um, solve problems in the market. So, all right. Well, I love your story. And for those of you who are not following Emily, her content is fire on her blog and social media and her, you know, her freebie for her email list. So I, I was just wondering when it comes to social media, I find you so clear and you've done such a good job at, you know, creating an emotional connection with your followers. If you could just walk us through and you know how you've used social media to grow your business. So really, I mean, I'm gonna give props right back to you because when I came to you to work together, I was really frustrated with Instagram specifically. I had built up this account basically doing kind of like brand partnerships and using it more of an advertising platform. I didn't really use it to advertise my own business per se. I used it kind of because that's what everyone was doing, but I never had like any intention behind it really other than selling, you know, sponsored content. Um, but when I came to you, you know, algorithms change, my likes were dropping, my reach was dropping. And I know we've talked about this so many times, your likes don't define you or, or show your worth, but it was hard. I was really kind of all the things that I had known about social media weren't working. So when I came to you, you really helped me to understand that I needed an ideal client avatar. 
and to stop talking about myself. That's all I did. I used the platform, look what I did, and I won this, and look at me, and like, who cares? Uh, no one. So you really helped me to understand that I'm talking to my ideal client avatar, Brittany, whenever I write a post, it's for her. And it's really for her to learn about my business and work with me eventually. But there's intention behind it and there's purpose behind it and there's thought behind it now. That's beautiful. And I love your, your content. It's really clear and educational. I'm truly learning so much uh, about what you do and how you help women and your connection to it. So I, I find your content, you know, really inspiring. I'm always excited when you post something new on social media. Oh, thank you. You taught me how to make it both. Like I was always so obsessed with like aesthetics. I wanted it to be pretty and I cared more that it was pretty than like the words in my captions. And now I can do both, which I think is awesome. So thank you. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm so happy to hear that. And it's, it, like, it's the feeling when you post something and you feel like it's not only quality, of course, aesthetics is important and you're very good at that naturally, which is a skill, but it's also making sure that there's a lot of clarity and purpose and, you know, meat, so to speak, of, about right. the entire post. And, and that's what's really special. It feels really mm -hmm. rewarding. And talking about like the meat, like the more important things, like I don't care as much about likes anymore. I'm not nearly as obsessed with them as I was before. You taught me to look at metrics. I look at reach. I look at click throughs. Those things are more important because at the end of the day, that one person who enrolls in my group coaching program or works with me, that matters more than a thousand likes from no one who buys from me ever. Truth. Yep. And it's, it's very deceiving and I'm glad to hear time to learn it. Yeah. And it's understandable because it, it's, it's an issue so many listeners can relate with. It's, we're focusing on the wrong thing. And yes. when you're able to really connect with your ideal client, solve problems and look at, you know, the whole picture, that's what, you know, differentiates a, you know, a hobby in a business or a more clear business um, with a, a better plan. And to be honest, it's taken so much of the stress out to so much of the stress was wrapped around uncertainty. Um, but I know that if I'm going in with a plan and a purpose and something to track, um, it's a lot easier to gauge where I'm going and where I've been. And a lot of that random anxiety is gone. Yeah, it's incredible. That's really nice to have that anxiety lifted because, you know, yeah. you don't need another stress when it comes to building a business, especially gotcha. as a full-time entrepreneur and a mom. And one's so stupid too. Like I really think I'm so silly when I think about how much time I wasted thinking about like Instagram likes, like so dumb. Please, if anyone else out there don't, <laughs> I love the message. Yep. I love it. Yeah. So true. So walk us through your offer. I know you have a really exciting and um, interesting and helpful information for both consumers and dietitians. So I was wondering if you could walk us through how we can also learn from, you know, how you've really uh, solved problems with cannabis. Yeah, thank you. So I really have spent this whole last year um, teaching other people about cannabis and both clients and other healthcare professionals. So I've done a lot of speaking across the country, teaching other healthcare professionals how to talk about cannabis with their patients and how to hold an educated conversation. So you've helped me refine my offers in my practice, but I do offer a group coaching program that I work 
with my clients specifically, it's a hybrid program. So half online, half group coaching sessions where I teach women how to safely introduce cannabis into their lives. So we start with CBD and then explore from there, but it really provides that guidance and that handholding that people need who might have anxiety or fear about trying cannabis in the first place. Um, but I'm really excited in February, I'm going to be offering a webinar for dietitians to be able to talk about cannabis with their patients. And I'm hoping that we will get a CEU credit for it. So it's going to be on Friday, February 21st. It's going to be a live webinar and it's called Cannabis and Dietetics, How Dietitians Can Lead the Conversation. And I really hope that it really just gives people a foundation to practitioners and dietitians be able to have these conversations with their patients, not get caught off guard um, and feel confident confident in either discussing CBD or cannabis, depending on the state that you live in, so that we appear as very educated practitioners that we are, and so that we're better serving our patients and our clients as we see CBD and cannabis really just explode in this next year. That's incredible. So I'll be there for that webinar. Oh, is you. that <laughs> yep. Is that something that you're self-hosting? Are you collaborating with somebody else for that? Yep, it's all going to be self-hosted. I'm really, really excited because it's going to be able to give me the opportunity at the end to take questions from anyone. So if they need that one-on-one -on -one advice, if I get a lot of people who ask me if going into cannabis is right for them in their career. So we'll be touching on that too. So that anyone who's wondering, how do I incorporate cannabis into my practice? How do I use it to set me apart? And how do I use it to better serve patients? Hopefully we'll be touching all of those. That's incredible. And the type of dietitian that would benefit from that webinar and learning and getting more clear with how cannabis is, can help their patients, would that be the private practitioner or would that be somebody in a clinical environment or all of the above because this topic just comes up you know, across the it's board? You'd be surprised it's all of the above. Obviously, in private practice, we have a little bit more freedom to talk about these things. So if you're working with autoimmune and inflammatory conditions, cannabis fits right in there as a really effective treatment option. But say you're working in clinical, or especially if you're working in retail, you are going to get people asking you about CBD oil specifically. And you really should be able, knowledgeable and educated enough because A, it's soon probably going to be considered a supplement by the FDA, so it's going to fall under our scope anyway. Um, but it is a hemp oil food, and we're consuming it, ingesting it. I think it's the responsibility of the dietitian to be able to answer those questions when consumers or patients ask them. Yeah, that's incredible that you're offering that opportunity to not only be a resource with your free content, your blog, your website, and social media, but also this opportunity with a webinar. So I can say firsthand, uh, Emily spoke. Uh, she came and did a presentation for the dental department, and I absolutely loved hearing her speak about the topic. I find it extremely interesting, and she's, you know, Emily's so well-spoken. So any opportunity that you can get uh, listeners, you listening today, to learn more and be able to be cutting edge in conversations that come up with your patients and clients does strengthen our profession as a whole and your ability to, you know, be able to be a resource or provide, you know, people who are asking, um, a, you know, credible resources such as Emily for further information. So this is the benefit of having a strong niche is really being able to represent and help others. I mean, I think that's the most powerful thing is not only to be able to help who you're intending to help, but to teach the teacher how to do it. It's so rewarding to be able to pass that along to our colleagues. Awesome. Thank you.
So I had a couple of questions about being a full-time entrepreneur because I know this is, you know, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. You're a mom and you're full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you kind of give us a little bit of the uh, behind the scenes scenarios or walk us through a little bit when it comes to being your own boss? Mm-hmm. For example, like how do you stay committed and those types of um, issues that a lot of us, whether we're not full-time yet or whether we are, we feel inspired to hear your, your story. Well, I always like to be really clear and upfront for the first two years that I had my business open, I worked part-time at a hospital. You know, it was a side hustle. It Two full years before I was able to feel confident enough quitting my job. So this is not, you know, you shouldn't be able to just quit your job in a month. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of patience. I never actually intended to quit my job. I was just, I knew that my side hustle was, I believed in it enough to just quit one day when I didn't like what was happening. And so I kind of forced myself into it. Um, I think as entrepreneurs, we all have um, some very similar personality traits. And I believe that if you are going to go into this full time, you probably already know, like, it's right for you. This is what you're doing. Like, because for me, there's nothing else that I would rather be doing. I have to make this work because I can't work for someone else. Um, And I think that listening to your intuition is probably the most important thing when it comes to making that transition into being a full-time entrepreneur. Um, We tend to weigh the pros and cons on paper, but we don't often listen to our own guts and what we believe is right for us. Um, And I don't know if there will ever be a perfect time to leave your job and become a full-time entrepreneur. Sometimes you really just have to have faith and believe in yourself. And I know that, I guess, does that sound cliche? I don't know. But if you don't believe in yourself, it's never going to work. Truth. Yep. And that can, and that can, you can strengthen that, you know, mindset muscle with time and, you know, you can focus on that, but you're absolutely, I'm with you on that. But it sounds so easy for (laughs) to say, but it really is. I mean, it's every, like (laughs) entrepreneurship is getting kicked, kicked down all the time and getting back up and saying, you know what? I still believe in me. I can still do this like every day. Yeah. And now just to piggyback off of that, what helps you when you get kicked down, as we all do as entrepreneurs, what helps you stand back up? Is it your mindset? Is it the company of those around you, a combination? It's definitely a mindset. It's definitely an inner personality trait that I have. Um, I just won't be kicked down. I, I don't take no for an answer. And God forbid I ever have to go back to work for someone else because it'll be a very sad day in this world. It's just when you give yourself no excuses or no opportunity to back out of what you're doing, I think that makes a huge difference. About six months ago, my husband left his job to work for me. So I am the sole provider for my family, which really changes the game. It really um, makes me, I can't have lazy days now. You know, I can't decide I don't want to do this anymore. It becomes, once it's your full-time job, like it's your full-time job. It's incredible. I love that story. And can you walk us through a little bit behind the scenes of you and your husband? Like, how are those dynamics with him working in the company? And does, how does that feel? I mean, that's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, we 
planned extensively ahead of time. We did a full year of marriage counseling, preparing for this transition because we knew it would be such a big one. He was a chef and he owned, he was partner in a restaurant. So he was working 70, 80 hours a week. So we knew going from that to seeing each other 100% of the time wasn't going to be easy. Um, so we ended up doing the marriage counseling, which was fabulous and really helped us transition. And because he's a chef, he's very handy in my business. So he he has written two of my three cookbooks or done the recipes for two of my three cookbooks. And now he's starting to do cannabis recipe development for my website. So it works well. I know a lot of entrepreneurs want to bring their significant other into their business. It's hard. And that's for sure. I surely highly suggest getting a marriage counselor or a therapist or someone who can help you through the transition. Um, and then just really establishing some clear goals and roles and responsibilities because it just can get tricky and you have to still treat it like a business. Otherwise, you might get yourself into trouble. Those are all really great tips. And I think that is such a dream team to Thank be you. able to have that complimentary uh, skill sets between you two. And I can't wait to see you know what's in store for Emily Hill Nutrition in the future Thank and how you all you. evolve. Yeah, it's really, really inspiring. Is there any other final notes that you want to leave us with today? Yeah, I absolutely want to encourage everyone as we move into a new year and a new mindset to not be afraid to invest in yourself and invest in your business. It can be scary, but I feel like if you don't invest in yourself, whether it's any type of personal development, you can't grow. And so I highly, highly recommend whether you invest in a coach, you invest in in your business in some way, it will absolutely pay for itself down the road. Yeah, that's great advice. I love that advice too. All right. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening. The next step to continue pursuing your journey includes applying to my next group program. You can find that on my website under group coaching and apply. You can also grab my free workbook, also listed on my website and go through the exercises so that you can get more clear with your marketing plan, which is going to help you get one step closer to creating the money and impact that you deserve.